Hi, I'm your host, Amy Silverman. Have you shopped for CBD products lately? It's confusing. It's not at all like picking a prescription up from the pharmacy. And with so many options and so little transparency, it's hard to know what you're buying without doing hours of research. I've done the research and I personally love Kanakoru CBD products and I recommend them all the time. So these products were designed by a team of experts, including PhD scientists who founded the first research lab at the University of Colorado, and they mapped the cannabis genome, and then they teamed up with some doctors and organic farmers to produce Kanakoru CBD. And this is full spectrum organic CBD that you can buy online, and you can go to the website and check out their COAs, their certificates of analysis, which show exactly what is in each and every single product. So if you would like to experience the difference of Kanakoru CBD, you can go to kanakoru.org. That's C-A-N-N-A-K-O-R-U dot O-R-G to save 20% off your first order. And you're gonna go to kanakoru.org and use the code ILOVEHEMP20 to get 20% off at checkout. That's the letter I-L-O-V-E-H-E-M-P-2-0 to get 20% off your first order of organic CBD. Medical cannabis. Who knew that a plant could be the cause of so much controversy, discovery, and insight? Whether you're well-versed in the science of the endocannabinoid system, CBD, THC, and terpenes, or whether you're a skeptic curious to learn more about the real-world experiences of medical professionals and patients, we all have unanswered questions about what cannabis does, how it works, and whether it's a safe and effective medical treatment for a myriad of different health conditions. That's why each week on the Cannabis Friendly Guide to Wellness podcast, we'll talk with Dr. Joe Cohen, founder of Holos Health, a medical cannabis expert who over the past 10 years has treated over 25,000 patients with medical cannabis. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Amy Silverman. So today on the Cannabis Friendly Guide to Wellness podcast, we'll be joined by Erica Wyke. Erica is the co-founder with her husband, Chris, of Conscious Meds, and they founded Conscious Meds, a cannabis company in 2018. And uh, Erica is also an acupuncturist, and she's been practicing acupuncture since 2003 and uh, also is a Chinese herbalist. So today we will talk with Dr. Cohen and Erica about whole plant medicine, or full-spectrum medicine, what it is, and why it matters. So thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hi, Erica. Hi, Dr. Cohen. Welcome to the Cannabis Friendly Guide to Wellness podcast. Hi, Amy. It's so good to have you on the show, and uh, we have Joe here as well, and um, we're just going to get started. There's uh, so much that we have to talk about. Um, So, Erica, you are an acupuncturist who started a cannabis company and you have been practicing acupuncture for for almost 20 years right yeah 18 okay 
15 years and you started incorporating cannabis into your practice um, in 2013. That's correct. Yeah? yeah. Okay. So before we get too much into, I, I want to hear about your business, your cannabis business, Conscious Meds, but I also want to hear about how it is that you came to start that business and create your own product line. Okay. Yeah, great. Um, basically, I started as a caregiver and it was really my patients that took me there. Um, in particular, I had one patient who um, was a stage four cancer patient. And from a friend, I had heard that he had um, helped a friend of his get a vial of oil who this woman had stage four cancer. She had 23 tumors in her lungs and she ate the whole thing of oil and she came back and she had only three tumors left in her lungs. Um, wow. This really piqued my interest. And, and actually that woman ended up those tumors did end up returning. She couldn't continue taking the oil. Um, it's not like it's a slam dunk for cancer, but it does have anti-cancer properties. Mm -hmm. um, so that just really piqued my interest. And I started to do a lot of research on cannabis. And once I started researching it, I just really slid down the rabbit hole. And then I went to patients out of time in Florida and I learned from so many great doctors. And as I learned more and more about cannabis, I was just so curious, how could this work for other patients? And I treated a lot of really sick people in conjunction with acupuncture and lifestyle. Um, and I just watched cannabis help relieve some of their symptoms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. So the patients out of time for people who don't know, that's a cannabis conference, correct? Yeah. It's been going on for over 20 years. Right. Like one of the, the most well-known and the earliest, the first cannabis conferences. And I think they have a fairly good website with a lot of information. So we'll put a link to that in the podcast notes for those of you who want to check it out. Um, and so you kind of had this experience with patients who were having really good results using cannabis in conjunction with other types of lifestyle changes. Exactly. Um, what, I mean, you said acupuncture, what other types of things, um, are, did you see people use in conjunction with cannabis to really help them? Um, diet changes, I, I constantly use Chinese herbs and because I'm meeting with people generally weekly, I'm, I'm always tweaking what they're doing. So, you know, like I always say cannabis causes the same symptoms that it treats. And hmm. so it's really important to really look at their dosages and see, you know, like, are they taking so much that it's giving them anxiety when they're trying to treat their anxiety? Mm -hmm. Are they taking so much that it's keeping them awake when they're trying to treat their insomnia? Would you agree with this, Joe? 
Yeah, dosing is important just as the cannabinoid and terpene profile is uh, that can have a major impact on how people respond uh, to this medicine. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a huge point that I kind of want to delve into with both of you. Um, And when you're talking about both the dosing and the, the composition of the medicine, um, I know that both of you have a similar view in terms of the the medicine is more than a, the sum of its parts, so that there there's um, a benefit to using the the whole plant, the the full plant medicine. Um, and there's different terms to describe it, and I think the terms kind of confuse people. But the the word full spectrum. Um, I, I know is is fairly well accepted, um, although it's it's misused. Um, products are are mislabeled, but I wanted to talk a little bit about that that idea of the full spectrum whole plant medicine and kind of the the importance of that and kind of what that looks like for um, for for patients and in products specifically. Well, I I frequently talk to people about this and I say, you know, a lot of the products, they have THC and they have CBD in them, but there is four to 500 compounds in the plant that we know about. And all of those compounds are working together to give you an effect. Right. Um, the terpenes seem to really direct that effect. Mm-hmm. Some people say um, that the THC is like the gas pedal and the terpenes are like the steering wheel. Oh my gosh. You just, I just had like an aha moment when you said, use that analogy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, on all of our products, we put the terpene content, you know, like the first five terpenes that show up on the lab test on the label. Really, so people can identify with what they like in that product. This is one of the main kind of kind of values foundations of conscious meds is the is the strain specific full plant extract. And yeah. I wanted you to kind of talk a little bit about that um, and also about conscious meds, like overall philosophy because I know it's more like it's more than just the the actual, uh, extract, right? Right. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different ways to extract the plant. I think that all of them really have pluses and minuses. Uh, we use CO2 extraction um, and we use flour in all of our extracts. So I have a question um, to you, Erica, about uh, CO2 extraction. We have been told uh, it's my understanding that CO2 extraction removes a lot of the uh, terpenes uh, from the plant, which is so important to get the full entourage effect. Um, is that uh, true? And if it is true, how do you get the terpenes back into uh, what the patient is going to be using? Um, yes, that is true. And and what our extractors do is they actually remove the terpenes first and then they decarb. 
So decarboxylation, for those who aren't familiar, is when you heat the plant and you turn THCA into THC. Um, if you were to decarboxylate the plant and heat it, before you remove the terpenes, you, re you remove a lot of the monoterpenes. Huh. So um, actually CO2, that's one of the reasons why I chose that, because I was able to take basically the essential oils of the plant first and then remove all the other oils from the plant after it's been heated. And then we put them all back together. Yeah. So basically uh, you're not really feeling like you're losing anything and you're using the terpenes, unlike some other companies that are naturally from the plant that uh, you're growing or uh, you're extracting from uh, rather than say getting something like beta caryophylline from cinnamon or some other plant, you're actually getting the terpenes from the natural plant uh, from which you're extracting. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, we really, we want everything from the plant as natural as we can get it. So how, how do you extract the terpenes first? Is that CO2 also? That is CO2 also. Okay, so it's more, it's not so much the CO2 itself that uh, it's the it's the decarboxylation and the order that you process it in. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, that's fascinating. And also um, that it separates the terpenes, right? So some people don't put the terpenes back in because it has a flavor. And I hear from a lot of the managers that inventory managers that are buying product that people don't like that flavor. But that is the terpenes that is the steering wheel. That's what's going to decide whether this is a sativa or an indica. Right. That's the, the flavor. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Joe, yeah. Joe has another question about this too. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make a comment that we were working with a company that I shall not name um, who, uh, to produce some of our products in the past where they did a CO2 extraction for their tinctures, but they did not put the terpenes back in. And we had gone from a full spectrum that had the terpenes to this other company. And, and after people made the switch, they were complaining to us that the new product was not working like the old product did. And we realized that, you know, since they weren't putting the terpenes back in, that was our own little experiment to show how important the terpenes were to treating their condition. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the products that are on the market are, they're not using terpenes because the customers like the taste without the terpenes. Hmm. So those are more of the distillate isolate products or? Yes. Yeah. So um, you'll notice that, you know, if, if there's a company that says, well, this is a one-to-one -one product. Most likely, I mean, I'm not saying for sure, but most likely that is going to be CBD isolate with THC, probably distillate. Yeah, and this is what we have found. And I've been telling a lot of my patients uh, lately when we see them, 
um, that a lot of the product that you're getting on the market with uh, from uh, dispensaries are going to be like the one-to-ones are going to be just THC, CBD, everything else removed, those combined. Uh, and very often uh, what I've been actually doing is having uh, some of our patients take some of our, uh, our hemp-based uh, CBD products that are full spectrum so they can get some of the terpenes back in mm-hmm. when they're doing their treatment. But I think it would be great. Uh, it is great to have product that has everything in it already so we don't have to do that. Yeah. And, and you know, I just feel like every plant is so different and gives you this really different, you know, um, footprint or personality. And... And, and then people relate with that and they want to go back to that or they don't want to go back to that, <laughs> but they should have that information. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. It makes sense. And you can't make a choice if you're not, sh- if you don't know that you even have a choice. Exactly. Um, <laughs> right. And that's, that's what really bothers me. It's not only in, in, um, it, it's in healthcare as well, but in, in cannabis, um, you know, the, there is no, there, there is no, um, like official terminology. Like people take these terms like full spectrum and they apply it to their product, regardless of whether or not it actually meets the criteria. Um, and it's, you know, it's marketing, it's, fraud it's mar- it's not correct it's not it's not right for for the company or for the pe- for patients or con- consumers of cannabis but you know i think that part of of creating kind of a, a better cannabis marketplace is to educate people to know that they have to make a choice and they can they can ask they can find this information um, about the product if they're using it medicinally um, they they want to know what is the best way to use it and what's in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like to go back to, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the autism study that they have been doing in Israel um, where they gave these autistic children, I think like 70 autistic children, um, a 20 to one extract and there was at some point that nine kids during this study, like totally freaked out. One kid jumped through a window. Another kid broke both hands, like fight, you know, with fighting with his parents. And they went back to the grower and they said, did you give me the same medicine? And the grower said, yeah, I did. It's a 20 to one. And they took it into the lab and they tested it and they will, it, it wasn't the same plant. And then the grower ended up saying, yeah, it wasn't the same plant, but it's a 20 to one. Huh? So I think we have to be really aware of all those other compounds in the plant, even though we're not testing for them. Yeah. It, it creates a, it's a different medicine. It's a different medicine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Most of the products, though, that are on the market on the dispensary shelf that that are not just the flower, that those are made using le- the leaf, not not the flower of the plant. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, um, so that's what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So 
basically, you know, you're looking at a price difference leaf going from anywhere from 150 to 350 a pound, depending on the market, to flour going for, you know, uh, I'd say lately it's been more, but like a thousand to right now up to 2000 a pound. Right. Wow. So, so like many times, three, five times more. As much. And you actually get the same amount of oil almost from both. Huh. You, yeah. But you'd get a different quality oil. Okay. And what it is about the flower that is so different than the leaf, I, I can't really say. I haven't lab tested both side by side, but I can tell you that the smell is so different and that the effect is very different. Mm-hmm. And well, if the, yeah. If the smell's different, then the terpenes are different. Yeah. Think, the terpenes right? are definitely different. Huh. Um, you know, all, all I thought was that if, you know, my mom had cancer, my, you know, patient had Crohn's disease, wouldn't I want the best chance for them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not using just the convenient part of the plant where you can make more profit. Um, But, you know, why can't there be an option of where we use the flower of this plant as medicine? And that's what you guys do. That's what Conscious Meds does with all their products. We do. Wow. We use the flower and the leaf. And you're like the only ones that are doing this, it seems like, in Colorado Um, at this time. As far as I know, I mean, there could be companies that that are, but um, I'm not really aware of that. Yeah, I'm not either. I think um, I haven't found it out there. Um, I'd be interested because, you know, the – what you're you're saying is so interesting that it's actually the the market itself like the fact that it is regulated in this way is incentivizing producers to not produce the best product that's right <laughs> <laughs> which is totally that's bonkers <laughs> yeah um, and then the other thing that influences the medicine is the lab testing So, you know, when you're testing, let's say a product that's isolate or distillate, and maybe it's 99% THC or 99% CBD, you can weigh that product and have a really good idea of how much CBD is in there. Uh But if it's, you know, 75% THC, um, that might vary throughout the concentrate. Mm-hmm. But you're really only getting like one data point. And therefore, it makes it a lot harder to be consistent on your product. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, we're constantly looking for the best product for our patient. It's been uh, frustrating at times uh, being able to find things consistently, but also making sure that patients are getting uh, the, the full plant uh, is, is often difficult to do. Um, it sounds like, though, in order to be able to get what we really want for our patients, which is actually what you're producing, um, it might be a little more costly for the patients because you're using 
uh, the part of the plant that may have a higher concentration of terpenes uh, to give it more of that uh, taste and odor, but that's what's also going to help potentially make that more beneficial to the patient. So, um, you know, I think we have to uh, inform our patients that, you know, it's not apples to apples out there. Uh, when they're uh, price searching or doing things, we really need to be uh, recommending specifically full plant as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and also, one thing that I have found is that you do need a lower dose. So it's not apples to apples as far as effectiveness, either when you use flower versus leaf. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as so far you- as dosage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you need a lower dose of flour is what you're saying of p- products that are kind of made from the flour. Right. Like people or leaf, flour and leaf together, the whole plant. Yeah. So, you know, we just made the chocolate bars and, um, some of the bud tenders when we walked in said, you need to make your chocolate bars not so strong. And <laughs> <laughs> when a bud tender is telling you that, <laughs> Right. Yeah. um, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I would say to go slow on the flour. Uh Uh-huh. Extracted edibles. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, just based on our, our conversation around terpenes. Um, gosh, that's so fascinating. I want to kind of take it a step further to, to ask you, um, a little bit about the quality of the flower and the, the, the quality of the full plant that you use, because the quality of the plant matters, um, not only when you use it, but I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, maybe you can speak to this, but especially when you're doing extractions, um, like if you have a plant that was grown in not great conditions or has some kind of um, pesticide sprayed on it, that when you go to extract that, you end up with more concentrated ex- extraction of those things that you might not want in the extract. Is that correct? That That is correct. Um, you, you concentrate everything that went into the plant. Mm-hmm. Um, so we choose to source only from farms that grow in living soil, um, which means the soil is creating its own environment that feeds mm-hmm. the plant versus um, farms that grow hydroponically mm-hmm. in water and they are kind of mainlining nutrients into the plant. Mm-hmm. Um this is really my husband's department a little bit better. He's, he's the farmer. Right, um, right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, we, it took us a while, but we found some really great farms. We sourced from one farm, uh, AJ's, who has an underground geothermal greenhouse. And Ooh. he has the only MED certified compost in Colorado. So he's composting all of his um, scraps and using that to make tea with um, chicken shit. He has chickens there making tea and putting that back into the plants. Wow. So I'm going to use this controversial word, 
organic. Um, (laughs) And we're all laughing because you can't, we can't call cannabis organic because we were discussing this before we started this podcast because it's um, federally illegal still. So you can't have an organic cannabis certification, but it sounds like that's kind of what you guys are doing. Organic, biodynamic, just like the best possible growing conditions. Yeah. So we're sourcing from, you know, one thing that's important to us is the soil and the inputs. And that's, that's really Chris's department where he looks over all the inputs and, um, and says, yes, we're going to go with this farm. Um, and the other part is that we want it to be touched by the sun. So mainly we're sourcing from greenhouses because it's hard to have a consistent product when you're sourcing from outdoor. Yeah. Because you don't know that they're going to continue those strains year to year. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that plant going to finish this year? Mm -hmm. It's just not as reliable. We will source some. We do have one farm that we source outdoor from sometimes. Um, But mainly we have uh, two companies that have greenhouses. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. In Colorado, you can't grow outdoors year round. So, you know, that's a huge... There's people growing great outdoor here, um, but it has its challenges. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is something that when I, I know when I go to a dispensary, I have no idea for the most part, unless it's one of your products, Uh where where the plants were from, how they were grown, how it was extracted. I try to find out. I, I, I personally won't buy anything unless I know how it's been extracted. Um, that's like my my baseline, like you need to have that information available to the person purchasing the product. But I mean, all of these other things, when you compare cannabis um, to all the other kind of botanicals or even compare it to the, the food that we eat, we we can know a lot more about that. So, I mean, I guess I'm wondering, do you see things changing in the, in the industry, in the marketplace so that the process of how the plant is grown and how it's extracted um, becomes more front and center for consumers? Um, you know, I think that there's a small group of educated consumers and, you know, that's probably changing, you know, in a positive way. Um, there definitely is a huge demand for cannabis grown in living soil. Hmm. And the, the farmers that are growing it are selling out. Huh. They're, they're building more facilities. So, and they're getting a higher price. It's a good start. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think growing in soil is, is so important. Growing as cleanly as possible in soil, growing with some ability to get some sun, growing this plant the way it's intended to be and getting it to our patients in its as close to natural form. We've co-evolved uh, with this plant and, you know, and sometimes we just get a little carried away. We think we're pharmacists dealing with this and we're extracting this and we're extracting that and we're putting things together. And I am a firm believer uh, for, uh, for my patients and especially being a functional medicine doctor uh, that a whole plant 
doing this the way it's intended to be as we coexisted for thousands and thousands of years as humans using this plant, I think is so critical. Um, and the, the more we keep it in its natural form, the better results we're going to get with patients. And as you said earlier, our patients, people will gravitate, they'll, they'll, they'll gravitate towards certain plants because they have a certain effect. So having that special relationship with the plant, but certain uh, types of plants that work well for them uh, that are as grown as naturally as possible in nature and not messed with too much, I think is critically important. But at the same time, it's going to increase the cost of the product to do it correctly. Um, and, and, and I think it's up to us as a practice to make sure patients are aware that it's not apples to apples out there. Um, and they need to be very careful what they choose. And one of the things that we also like to have is the ability for patients to look at a certificate of analysis, to be able to see what's in the plant, what compounds are in that plant, what terpenes are in it. And most times you don't get that. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, there, there's certain dispensaries that, um, that do have that on their flower, um, but most of them don't. Mm -hmm. Which is so interesting because the they're required to do that analysis, right? That's part right. of the regulation. They're not required to do the terpene analysis. Ah, interesting. Yeah, just the cannabinoids. Huh. It kind of, you know, it's it kind of speaks to this like larger kind of change, I guess, that I see this whole industry and cannabis medicine as still being so, so young, um, even though the plant is ancient, you know, that our understanding of it is still so young. Um, and that as we kind of learn more and experience more, and as it becomes less stigmatized and less illegal <laughs> for people to actually use it and, and experiment and benefit them themselves that hopefully, um, you know, some of these, these overarching kind of points will resurface, I guess, like the old ways of kind of viewing the plant, you know, we'll, we'll come back and we'll say, Hmm, this plant is more intelligent than us. You know, it did co-evolve with us and like, we can use it in a way that doesn't, you know, completely destroy it and turn it into like a single isolated pharmaceutical. Um, and, uh, I guess that just brings me to this last, um, kind of question that I, I wanted to ask you. And we talked about it a little earlier. Um, when we were saying that cannabis is is different than a lot of other medications, we like we at Holos consider it a medicine or many different medicines, um, but we don't think that it's the same as a pharmaceutical because it it works differently. And I'm wondering if you can kind of talk about that in the way that you've understood it, um, like as an acupuncturist working with patients using cannabis and um, also you know, through uh, your experience in conscious meds? Um, sure. Yeah, I feel like at the right dose, with the right strain, <laughs> and in the right environment, um, that it, it really tries to help your body reach homeostasis. Now, you're part of that equation, though, unfortunately. 
<laughs> so you're only you can't escape it. You can't yeah, escape you can't yourself escape in this equation. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're always going to get the best results when you know you're in homeostasis with your diet, with your mind, with your exercise. Um, so you know, like what a, a little example of that is is. For instance, it really helps your sleep. Um, And as you get older, as a woman, it's harder and harder to drink alcohol and sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're taking cannabis to help your sleep and it's not helping, there might be things that you can do to make it work better, right? So a lot of times we're using cannabis to kind of come up against the things that, that we love. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To battle our vices Mm -hmm. um, and the side effects that they have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I just always encourage people if the cannabis isn't working well, is it the dosage? Is it the strain? Is it the preparation or is it you? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe, go for it. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is uh, taking an overused word, but taking a holistic approach as it's part of an overall program uh, to help improve your physical and emotional well-being. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And as you were saying that, I was like, what's my vice right now? Inflammation. Uh-huh. That's my vice. <laughs> uh, I just, that's, that's what it comes down to, at least for, for me personally, you know, and that's, um, yeah, Joe, Joe wants to comment on this as well. I know it like it, and it's just inflammation, like whatever it is, like things, it's not even things that I even that would call like a vice for me, but like, just being alive like right now seems to like cause inflammation, like inflammatory processes, inflammatory thoughts, inflammatory actions, like all of it. Anyhow, Joe, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you were going to say. No, it's uh, no, I think you, you pretty much covered it there. And, and obviously inflammation, what is that about? It's about maybe CBD instead of other anti-inflammatories if you're taking them or CBD period uh, in a full spectrum. Uh, it's about lowering the glycemic glycemic index of your foods, things that uh, turn into sugar cause inflammation because insulin is highly inflammatory and it's mm-hmm. increased. It's about all these uh, food sensitivities and, and other factors, emotional uh, factors and stressors in our life that uh, throw everything out of, out, out of balance in our body. So, yeah, you have to take the full approach and use uh, cannabis uh, as part of your toolbox. And it could be dramatic uh, when you do all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we see it. We see it every day when we talk to patients. And, yeah, the stuff like I'm sure, you, Erica, you've seen this too, things you would never believe unless you actually saw this person and talked to them. <laughs> yeah. um, it's an, and it's inspiring. Um, and I guess I, I know for me, it's like an ongoing journey. I feel like I, you know, and I'm sure, you know, you and, and Joe have been doing this a lot longer than I have. But like I said, there's just still so much to learn um, that I, I, I feel like every day I have the opportunity to kind of 
wrap my mind around something new, whether it's the endocannabinoid system or the the, the plant itself or how we use it medicinally, um, kind of all of those things are just they're 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 new and I, I just look forward to more of them being kind of integrated into our daily life and not being, you know, this this substance that has so much negative stigma and kind of suffering attached to it for for um you know for people who who don't have access to it and it's one of the main um I guess the main drivers for for me being a cannabis nurse is is learning more but also making sure that more people have access to this um and we're I'm really fortunate we're fortunate to be in Colorado but there's still kind of a large swath of the country and the world where this is kind of unheard of still you know yeah, we forget. <laughs> I forget all the time. And like, then I talk to a patient who is located in a place where it's very dangerous for them to have this medicine. And, you know, then it's like, wow, what do we do? How do we get you to Colorado, you know, or somewhere else where it's legal? Um, and I, went, I know Joe wants to say something here. Go for it, Joe. Yeah, ba- basically, um, this is all this podcast is all about educating Um it's about educating uh, the public. It's about educating uh, practitioners, uh, people in the industry. It's just about uh, making sure that people understand uh, how this uh, how this medicine, in my opinion, really works. How this amazing plant works with our body when used in conjunction with a with appropriate lifestyle changes. And right now, with everything going on uh, in our country and our planet. Uh, you know, there's a reason why uh, cannabis sales are up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> for the emotional part, which also affects the physical. So, um, no, this is, um, you know, all about educating people. This is not something scary. Uh, it's not something from the past of the reefer madness days. This is uh, an amazing plant. Uh, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. true gift to have this plant and let's keep it a gift and let's not change it into something it's not supposed to be mm-hmm. well you heard it folks that's all we've got for today i really appreciate your tuning in to our podcast and of course we always appreciate your feedback so if you have questions or comments feel free to send us an email check out our website and uh, we look forward to you joining us in our next episode